special edition of the Coach and Cole Show. It is June 10th, and this is the second episode you're getting from us here at the Coach and Cole Show. I'm here with Cole. Hi. We're back. We're back on. We're back on track. I feel like we were just here. It's weird. It's like deja vu. I feel like we were just doing an episode today because we were June 10th, 2017. We're coming to you for a second time. And this is the second week in a roll call that our listeners are going to get more than they bargained for of the Coach and Cole Show. Because last week we gave them the best of 30th episode edition. All the best moments from our show from the prior 29 episodes. Then, of course, we had the normal show, the 30th episode. Now, this week, we give them the 31st episode. And because some things came up for Ryan in during the episode, he was supposed to come out with us at 10 a.m. Central Time. And because some things came up for him, he couldn't come on. So we've arranged this that fit his schedule because we knew a lot of you were excited to hear this interview. So we wanted to we wanted to bring it to you and bring it to everyone in a timely manner because some of the things that we want to talk about are happening right now. So we wanted to make sure we could get that out to you. So that's what we're going to do today, Cole. We're still going to get them the interview with St. Cloud State University's Ryan Paling. How exciting, right? We should do – yeah, I'm excited. We should do a show every day. We should do two episodes every day. It would be great. A lot of content out there. Two – <laughs> Two every day? Yeah. I don't know why not. Yeah. Why not? We should. Well, without further ado, get to our episode and our interview, which is this episode, with Ryan Paling of St. Cloud State. All right, Cole. We're finally in touch here with Ryan Paling of St. Cloud State University, and um, we're we're happy that he could join us today. And and let's just get right into this, Ryan. How you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. I mean, I've just just got home from uh, lunch with the family, so just kind of hanging out right now, waiting to go to a bunch of grad parties. Oh nice. yeah, it's that time of year. It's a grad party. Oh, yeah, grad party. Sure. oh yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah, for sure. Well. well Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, you, you and I chatted a little bit last week, and, and I know your schedule's jam-packed, of course. Uh, the NHL Combine was last week. Tell us a little bit about what that was like for you and to be there in Buffalo, New York, and with all the top prospects from around the world. How was that experience for you? Yeah, it was definitely a unique experience. I mean, not a lot of people get to do that. So going in there, I knew that, and I think I just tried to take in every bit as much as I could. I mean, it's tough doing that when you got – and you got a lot on your plate during that time. But, I mean, when you reflect on it, I think it's it's a cool experience. I mean, especially when you're, like you said, you're at the top prospects in the nation and even worldwide. So, I mean, I had a couple of buddies there, too, that I just hung out with a lot. It was good to see them. So, I think I think I, I did a good job at just taking it all in and enjoying the process, which, uh, which I think is important. Yeah, for sure. And it's nice to know somebody there, like you said, that you can kind of talk to and go through with. So, that's pretty cool. And, and, and back in for April sure. – you joined Team USA. You were the only member of the team that didn't play in their developmental program on that team. And last August, you played for Team USA in the Ivan uh, Lincoln tournament. And scouts described your performance as impressive 
Um, Steve, Steve Cornianos of the draft analyst called you the top player for team USA in that run. Mm-hmm. How did that opportunity come about for you as someone who hadn't really been in their program? Yeah. I mean, it just kind of, I mean, it happened. I mean, I love competing worldwide and interla- internationally. And I think that just, I mean, it, it really occurred to me about a week or so before they actually left for, uh, for Europe. So I just, uh, they asked me and I just had to take, I had a, obviously I wanted to, but it was, it was a matter of if school worked or not. And it, it ended up working out. So I think I just, I told them, yeah, I would compete there. And I mean, I went over this mentality. Hey, do what you can to help them win. Like you said, those guys have been on the team for two years. So I think, I think I did, I did a good job in doing that. Just doing, doing what I could to help the team win. And obviously we, uh, we did that. Yeah, absolutely. You scored the overtime winner against Finland in group play back in August. And, and that had to be an amazing moment for you. What, what was it? What was it really like? I mean, beyond all the other stuff, what was it really like to represent your country? Yeah, it's it's something special. I mean, not everyone gets to do it. And I think it's cool coming back. I mean, it's not just it's just it's not just a community, but it's your nation as a whole. So I think whenever you get a chance to do that, you should take it. You should take it up because it's it's definitely a unique opportunity. Yeah, a- absolutely. We're talking with Ryan Paling of Saint Cloud State University. Ryan, let's rewind the clock here a little bit. You you attended Lakeview North High School, and so did your two twin older brothers. Your your mm-hmm. sophomore season, all three of you led the team in scoring. You skated on the same line. You went undefeated to win the 2A Minnesota State Championship. Tell us uh-huh. a little bit about what it's like to play at that state tournament at the XL Energy Center. You, you, uh, just tell us a little bit about that experience and what it's like for somebody who doesn't really isn't familiar with that Minnesota State tournament. Yeah, it's. I mean, growing up in Minnesota, that's that's what you know is high school hockey, and I think, I mean, it's tough to describe to other people because in their states, high school hockey is nothing. I mean, in Lakeville, it's, it's ever in, in Minnesota, it's everything. I mean, you don't. There's nowhere else where you can go to a high school hockey game on a Friday night for semifinals and have twenty thousand plus people there. And that's exactly what we had. I mean, it's. It's something that, like I said, you always grow up. I mean, I remember growing up and going to the state tournament and I was nine, ten years old watching Nick Letty, I mean, Aaron Ness, Jake Gardner, guys like those compete for the national title. And, I mean, that's that's every kid's dream growing up from Minnesota is to win a high school state tournament. And I think that sophomore year when we did that, that was definitely the, the best uh, hockey, hockey uh, part of my career, I guess. Yeah, and, I mean, a couple months ago we had Hermantown's Jesse Jocks on the show after they uh-huh. won a state championship down there. And he described it in the same way. I mean, just an unbelievable feeling to play in front of that many people there um, and something that you dreamed about since you were, since you were a kid. And, and you scored in the championship game to help defeat Duluth East. That's kind of up in our neck of the woods here. Yep. We're close to Duluth. So um, oh, okay. we're, from, uh, we're from Wisconsin, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're kind of rivals with Duluth East. So we were cheering you on there oh, when okay. you, uh, when you guys, uh, when you guys did it. So, uh, Ryan, you, you, not only did you and your brothers play together in high school, all three of you play for St. Cloud State University, and you're the first three brothers to play for the university at the same time, so that's pretty cool. But before we get into your time there at St. Cloud, let's talk a little bit about what it was like growing up in the Paling household. I mean, was it hockey 24-7? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think it was. I mean, that's, I think that was the beauty about our parents is they didn't pressure us into any, any sports. I think – I mean, we played all of them because we just enjoyed competing and being athletes, I guess. I mean, I'm, I remember, I mean, at one point my, my my best sport was for sure baseball, but I just decided to quit that my freshman year because I just wasn't having fun. So 
I wouldn't say it was just hockey. I'd say a variety of sports. I mean, we always enjoyed golfing and playing lacrosse and baseball. I mean, we, we played tennis a lot too. So I would just say, I'd say sports was a lot. It was a big part of us, but not just hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very cool. And I know your dad played throughout his high school career, and then your uncle, Stan, played at UMD, correct? Yep, he played he played football, baseball, and hockey there. Wow, wow, wow. So mm-hmm. I guess what was it like growing up for you, with you, I mean, with your two older brothers? Um, they're not too much older than you, but did you guys play together uh, as when you were in the youth hockey system at all? Did you ever have that chance, or yeah. was in high school the first time yeah. you got to play together? Well, no, we did one year because they're two and a half years older than me. So we got to one year when I was, I want to say, seven and they were ten. So, I mean, it didn't really count. High school, my freshman year is for sure the first year. Okay, very, very cool. So you play together in high school. Your brothers go play some juniors. You play for Team USA, play a little Mm -hmm. juniors. And then you all come back together and you now play together for St. Cloud State. What what was it about St. Cloud State that made you guys choose St. Cloud? Um, it was definitely, I mean, a lot of things, but I'd say the coaching staff was a big part. I mean, we enjoyed Coach Motsko, Garrett Raboyan as the assistant, Mike Gibbons as well. I mean, the facilities are nice nice for us too. We got a great locker room, but, I mean, coaching staff was big for us. We enjoy how the St. Cloud plays and how they teach their players. And then another plus was it's it's close to home. I mean, it's only 90 minutes away, which was which was nice at the time for us. And we still enjoy it coming home on the weekend sometimes if we get the chance to or something. Yeah, absolutely. That's got to be a big plus. Explain Mm -hmm. to us the process of what it took for you to be able to graduate high school early so you could be a 17-year-old college freshman. I mean, you were the first player to skip their senior season in St. Cloud State history. So, I mean, was that a grueling process for you? I mean, it had to be tough to get through all that school uh, to be able to do that. Yeah, it was a, it was a big commitment. I mean, I, my, cause I found out I was going to my uh, junior year halfway through. So I could only take seven courses, my second half, of my junior year, and you're supposed to take six. And then, and then the, uh, that following summer, I had to take five, five courses to surpass my senior year. And that was in a span of three months. So I went to Normandale from like nine to two Monday through Thursday for basically my whole entire summer. So it was definitely a, a big commitment on my part. And I, I was, I was willing to do that. Yeah. Wow. That, that just shows the drive and, and, and the work ethic you got, you have um, very cool stuff. Jonathan Taze comes to mind uh, for Chicago Blackhawks of a guy who took a similar path as you did, you know, with uh, bypassing his senior year. And I know a lot of guys do that, but uh, how much do you think playing for St. Cloud has really helped your chances in this year's NHL draft? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's helped or hurt. That's, I mean, that's the question. I mean, you have to, that, that was never really a part of my decision. I just thought that I was ready for college hockey and I, I'm glad I went. I mean, the draft, the draft, the draft, I mean, it just, it's just a good, you get to see where you're at, I guess, as a standpoint, but it doesn't mean that much to me. And I, I knew that going into it. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it helped it or hurt it. I mean, could I could I have played juniors? Yes. I mean, I I think that for me though, college hockey helped me a lot off the ice as well. I mean, when I, going into college, I, I wasn't as mature and and stable as I am right now. So I think that was a big part. I learned from the older guys, and I think that I, I learned a lot of stuff off the ice as well as on the ice that, that that's going to help me in the future. So. So you're you're projected to be a mid first round pick in the NHL draft this year. 
I, I know you're going to be happy to play in the future for any team that drafts you, of course, but who was your team growing up? I mean, if you were going to watch an NHL game and cheer for a team, who was, who was the team that you cheered on? Yeah, was, I mean, definitely the wild. That's, I mean, that's where I'm from coming from Minnesota. A lot of people in Minnesota enjoy the wild and I'm one of them. I mean, I remember every year going to, going to playoff games and cheering them on with the towels and stuff and always, always having a fun time with my brothers and friends. So it, it would definitely be the wild. Yeah, very cool. And there's nothing like the NHL experience. I mean, going to a to an arena and and the energy that's in there, and and we've really seen that with with Nashville in this postseason, especially in the Stanley Cup. Game six is Sunday night. The Penguins have a three-two lead in the series. They completely destroyed Nashville and Pittsburgh in Game five. Um, mm-hmm. The whole team has won every game so far in the series. Ryan, what's what's kind of your take? I want to get kind of your feeling on the series here. And and who do you think, if you had to make a projection, who do you think hoists the cup when it's all said and done? Well, I, I want to say Nashville for, I mean, to win the cup. I mean, I, I feel like they're just the team of destiny right now. I mean, they were they were an eight seed, and they're they've almost breezed through these playoffs. They've done a they've done a really good job, and I think they got the goaltending to do so. I mean, Pecorino hasn't played well in Pittsburgh's Marn ever this year, so that could be tough. But I I definitely see Nashville forcing a game seven. I can't see them losing at home, so. I think I think if we get a game seven, I think it'll be a close one, and I'm really pulling for Nashville, though. And like you said, an eight seed, they were the first ever eight seed to upset and sweep a one seed in any pro sport yeah. uh, in the postseason. So, I mean, like you said, what they've got going on is really remarkable, and they're doing it without yeah. Ryan Johansson, who's hurt, and, and they've had some other injuries. Um, I got to ask you, if you were a Nashville fan, would you be chucking catfish out there? <laughs> Uh, I think I'd just be watching. I don't know if I could participate in that. <laughs> Funny though, <laughs> it is. It seems like an interesting. Uh, it, it's definitely a, a weird kind of quirky tradition. I mean, we we uh, yeah. We talked about it on the show last week and stuff, and about how that originated from the octopus in in Detroit, and and then you've got the rat throwing mm-hmm. in Florida. Um, the NHL seems to be the the one sport and the one league where you know you have this tradition of throwing stuff onto the ice um, uh, into the playing field. I don't think you'd see that in, for say, an, an NBA game. Um, I, I noticed that you were kind of following the NBA finals and stuff like that on your Twitter. You've been, you've been tweeting about it here and there. So I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about the finals. I mean, who, who are you cheering for in the NBA finals right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred percent a LeBron fan. I, I want the Cavs. There we go. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, he's a, I mean, I've always I've always been a big LeBron guy, and I've I've always said he's better than Michael Jordan, and people get mad oh. at me when I say that, but I, I firmly believe it. So I'm a, I'm up for the debate anytime. Hold on, I think Ryan <laughs> just earned himself the first pick in the NHL draft with that opinion. The guy's smart, obviously, he knows what he's talking about. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, hey, let's let's have a little debate then. I mean, what in your mind, Ryan, makes him? Let's say, just for instance, the 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 go-to comparison is always Michael Jordan. You mentioned that. Yeah. What makes LeBron James the best player ever, in your opinion? Okay, well, best player ever. It, it shouldn't just be stats. I mean, if you think about it, when he played for he played for Miami, and the year he played for Miami, the Cavs didn't make the playoffs, and the Heat actually they made it to the NBA final. And then the following year, he switches back to the Cavs, and they make it to the NBA Finals, and the, the Heat don't even make the playoffs. And that's literally just because of one player. I mean, 
Yeah, you can – and, like, the Cavs didn't really add anyone else. I mean, Kyrie's a good player as well, but without without LeBron, they didn't make the playoffs the, fall, the earlier year. So, I mean, that's a big thing. And then compared compared to MJ, I just say, like, like yeah, MJ has a bunch of rings and stuff, but he never, he never won a game. He never won a playoff series without Scottie Pippen. And in the finals, uh, Michael Jordan has only – only played uh, nine Hall of Famers while LeBron James has played 26. So I, I don't know. I just think, and then watching LeBron, I mean, he's he's literally a he's a freak. He's a freak in nature. So I just can't see Michael Jordan being better than him. Yeah, we had this conversation a little bit. You know, it's valid points. Absolutely, there's absolutely a debate there to be had, and I think the points are, are like you said, very valid. I, I, I we talked on the show earlier, Cole, about th- that that Hall of Fame count. For LeBron, mm-hmm. um, 26. Yeah. I, I think they what we were kind of figured out is they counted some of them guys twice. Isn't that what you were thinking, Cole? Well, yeah, they they count them twice because you know you played Tim Duncan three times, so they count him three times. They count Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili three times. Uh, I mean Steph Curry and KD. He's played well. He's played Steph now three times. KD twice. Obviously, they're going to be Hall of Famers. So it's not like they. He doesn't play him again, though. I mean, it, it makes sense that you right. do count him twice. It's just that the number does look weird, but when you count it up, it's because they get played twice. But it's still a valid point. Like, he's playing Hall of Famers every year. Mm-hmm. And my thing, too, with, with going along with what Ryan said with the Hall of Famers, like, you look at the third best players um, on each team that, that they, both of them have played. LeBron's teams have been playing, except for maybe the Dallas series, Depending on how Sean yeah. Aaron gets in, um, he's been playing Hall of Famers as like the third best player, opposing player. And then you look at Jordan, who he played the third best player on the on the opposing teams is just like Detlef Shrimp, uh, I can't even Jeff Hornacek, yeah, Dan Marley, I, like <laughs> just guys. Yeah, I feel like I feel like when Michael Jordan played too, he was part of like kind of the super team. I mean, like in a sense where like like this Warrior team is. The, probably one of the best ever. I mean, a lot of people say stuff, but I mean, you can't. Like Kevin Durant's easily the second best player in the NBA right now, and and that's. I mean, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I mean, it's, it's insane to see the team they have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's really ridiculous. It, it is. It is. And and you know, Cole knows my stance on this whole thing. I think for me, Ryan, what it comes down to, and and. I think I would definitely go on the record in saying that LeBron James is the greatest athlete to ever play in the NBA. But mm-hmm. what, what, what makes MJ a cut above LeBron, in my opinion, is the fact that he had that killer instinct. And when the game was on the line, Not a thing. you know, Michael Jordan was going to, was going to get it done. And when you look at LeBron James, for instance, you look at game three, he defers to his other guys on the team and let puts the ball in their hands and kind of stands back. To me, that's the only reason well, the biggest reason I should say that, in my mind, Michael Jordan is a better guy, uh, is the greatest of all time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good debate, though. It's a fun <laughs> debate. Everybody likes to have the conversation. Yeah. So, what do you think about what's going to happen with the rest of the series, Ryan? I mean, it's it's three to one now. Um, it seems to be a little insurmountable, like you said, with the super team they've got there in Golden State. Do you think that the yeah, Cavs can extend the series at all? Yeah, that's. I mean. I I always said the the winner of Game Five is winning it all, so that's that's my opinion. That's what they. I mean, the series could be two two right now. They kind of screwed up Game Three, but I, I'm I'm yeah. saying the winner of Game Five wins it all. Interesting. So if they come back, 
I mean, if, if the Cavs come back from down 3-0, I mean, they came back and forced game seven last year down 3-1 and won mm-hmm. it. If they do it this year, I think you're going to have some, a pretty good leg to stand on when you say, I mean, some of the greatest yep. performances in NBA Finals history, and, and, and really that would give LeBron James' legacy a little bit of a boost. Wouldn't you agree? I would 100%. I mean, right, yeah. He's averaging a triple-double in the finals right now, which which isn't normal. So, I mean, it would it would for sure be. And if they do win, that means that LeBron was on the top of his game. So, I think there would be an even better debate. If, Absolutely. if they somehow won, I, I will fight. I will physically fight anyone who says that LeBron's not the GOAT. Yep, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Ryan, we know you got a busy schedule. We know you got to run. That was a great conversation. Glad you could join us here. He's Ryan Paling, sophomore at St. Cloud State. He's projected first-round draft pick. He's at, just like his name, just like his name is, Ryan Paling on Twitter. Uh, give him a follow. Uh, we'll be watching you on draft day. And, and, of course, I cover the blues for the hockey writers, so I'm, I'm really hoping that you follow the number 20 so you can end up wearing a Blue Note sweater. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. We'll talk again soon, Ryan. All right. Have a good one. You too. Wow, Cole. I mean, hey, he, uh, he was, he's right with you on the LeBron James thing. I mean, we weren't really thinking that we were going to talk at length about, about MJ and LeBron in the finals, but you know, I knew he was a basketball fan, and I knew he'd been following along at the NBA Finals and uh, wanted to get his take on that, and he was pretty strong, strongly opinionated about LeBron. Yeah, a lot of people our day and age now from, like, like if you watch basketball, you can talk about it pretty much, and everybody has an opinion on it, and I agree with uh, him. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be – he's going to be your favorite hockey player going forward, I would think. Yeah, I, uh, I I have this poster on my wall now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it, was, it was cool for him to join us. I know he's got – we're talking about jam-packed schedule right now, and he's he's a very hot commodity as far as uh, different media outlets and stuff with the draft coming up and, and being a big name in the draft. And, and really cool for him to come on and join us. And I know he had stuff going on this morning and and uh, couldn't make it work. And, and so the fact that he was able to – step aside for a little bit and, and come on the show and, and do that was pretty cool. So he's going to have, and you already know this because you're listening to the episode right now, but he's going to have his own, his own episode on the coach and Cole feed. So that's pretty cool. Wanted to first make sure ever. we brought you the interview first ever. There's a, always a first time. And this is the first time. And Ryan Paling is going to have his own episode. So very cool. Um, Cole, any last thoughts before we hit the, uh, click the button here to go off air again for the second time today. No, I've already given all my thoughts for the rest of the day. My mind is blank. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. The tank is empty. The yeah. tank is empty. Well, Hey, very cool. Check out the NHL draft. It's in two weeks, Friday, June 23rd. Uh, let's see where Ryan Palin goes projected any in the mid round to the first round so 10 to 20 range like I said I hope he falls to the blues I really do he's uh, very very talented so and so are his brothers it's kind of a cool story there glad we could have him on 
and maybe we can have him on again in the future after uh, he's been drafted. So, very cool. This has been the Coach and Cole Show again, and I am the coach still. And I am Steph Curry's Game 4 performance. Disappearing. <laughs>